Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in in... On all Earth, 616 and beyond, listen to it, subscribe right now, and uh, listen to this episode, listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to, the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. Thank you, guys. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot. A real nerd can follow the plot. A real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. Whether you're listening to us on stitcher or apple podcast or listening to us live on twitch today we are unofficially the official podcast of denver fan expo 2022 and beyond the 2022 version is happening live july 1st through the 3rd at the colorado convention center we were actually invited by the con to be there true story i feel like we're invited every year so we are I just I just like to say that we're just not some fly by night podcast. No, my friends. For ten years plus, we've seen a new movie and podcasted our experience to the world. This week we saw Morbius. Stay tuned. We will tell you if we recommend the film or not. Play the trailer, then spoil the movie. We also have the one big news story of the week and Hollywood's big comeback as we take a look at the box office numbers brad zach how are we doing today happy first nerd. contact day yeah first contact nerd <laughs> that's right a real nerd yep that's right so that means we've made contact with the vulcans which means i can enlist in starfleet tomorrow yeah uh, actually part? we're 41 years away from making contact with the vulcans <laughs> yet <laughs> oh man that's right uh uh you, you guys like uh, Professor X from the X-Men movies. What? <laughs> no, it that's, just means uh, that I, I have to, I'm just going to watch the movie for the next 41 a, years on April 5th. Right, that's a Patrick that Stewart reference. I, I got it. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not sure what the rest of it was in reference to, but yeah. That I don't watch Star Trek because that's only for nerds. But you're a real nerd. We just had a film explosion where you, 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 you talked about how, how great Star Trek 2 is. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, happy first contact day, which, yeah, doesn't really 
uh, figuring into anything real until, yeah, 41 years from now. I really hope some billionaire does that with all the money they have is make a Starship Enterprise ready in 41 years. <laughs> there was that uh, Chinese uh, millionaire who made like a like his office building shaped like uh, the Enterprise. I don't know if you saw that. No, I respect that, though. That's pretty cool. I mean, Hell it's not, yeah. It's not totally accurate. Like, it's close as you can get to being a building while it's being a spaceship. But yeah. That's dope. Like, if I had money, like that much money, I would do shit like that. You totally. know? Be, oh, man, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do today. And I need a new office. I'm going to make it like the Daily Bugle from Spider-Man. I don't that, know. That's awesome. The first in line and, is the Friday the 13th sequel that you'll self-finance and I'll direct. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, that's my billion dollar idea. So my idea for the movie is Jason kills people. Let me know what you think. Oh, wow. That's that's a departure. That's innovative, right? I didn't think of that. No. I know. I know. I know. I don't know where I come up with these ideas. But sometimes people are just creative. I'm one of those people. It's it's this is gonna be the one that finally puts them over the top that turns them into like a Marvel franchise. Yep. That's what I should do. You know, all these movies now are bringing back the uh, previous, um, what do you call it? Um, legacy characters, I guess. Uh, I'm going to have both Tommy Jarvis's, so, or I guess all three. They'll all be there. They're from different universes. And they use the Necronomicon, which brings everybody together to take on a Jason from each era. Oh, man. So, Camp Crystal Lake multiverse? Yes. So obviously, you know, the Corey Feldman Jason runs. Um, the part five Jason is an imposter. The part six Jason is a zombie Jason. They have to work together because they each have a strength and a weakness. Man, practically writes itself. It's like the perfect plot for it'll be the officially the tenth one, right? Uh the thirteenth, yeah. Or thirteenth, yeah. And and the title, I'm not gonna call it Friday the thirteenth. I'm just gonna call it the thirteenth. Tell you with it because the Telling 13th you. can fall on any day. That's right. In any day, you can get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> any day, there's a chance to be split in half. In this movie, you have three times as much of a chance to get murdered. Yep. Ooh. Three times, three times the Jason. So that means I have to have three times the killings. So 13 times three is nine. So I need 39 deaths in this movie. <laughs> Done. Right. Can I can I pitch based off of that whole scenario? Can I pitch the end credit song once, twice, three times a Jason? Yes. Yeah. Except it needs to be more ominous. Okay. I think the rights to that song might be more than our entire budget, actually. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Ah, damn it! Well, One day you can't, blame, you can't blame me for trying. I mean, I you you, you swing for the fence and hope to God you get a home run. Yeah, if you hit 30%, you know, that's Hall of Fame numbers, baby. Hall of Fame. Ooh. I'll never get into a Hall of Fame. <laughs> hey, speaking of horror movies. Yeah, this week we saw Morbius. Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. I wish uh, we had seen Morpheus. <laughs> none of that had been any better. Uh, you never know. Brad, do you recommend Morbius? Uh... No. 
it's it's not a terrible movie it's just i, I wrote on letterbox like the perfect encapsulation for me for for it was that it felt like a script from a 2000s marvel movie that got the 2020 special effects treatment like like i, I don't know how to explain it it just felt like watching uh like daredevil or blade um or the fantastic four like the the plot was so like the pace was so it jumped around like just jumped forward constantly and there like there was no gravitas to anything that happened yeah it's it's just blah whatever zach do you recommend morbius uh given our letterbox i guess i was the kinder one of the three but no um I was I was feeling listless throughout the entire film, wondering like why am I here? Uh oddly enough, Jared Leto's not the problem for me. Um, it's pretty much everything else. As Brad said, it's a movie that would have come out of the two thousands. It's similar to the disappointment I had with the first Venom. Um, so I'm like sort of hoping that like if they do carry this on, that this is the movie where they work out the kinks and then in the second one they just decide to go nuts. But yeah, no, I, I just don't I find this to be a streaming title at best. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I recommend it per se. I don't think it's as bad as some people are saying it is, but you can tell that because it's been delayed so many times that they've had to rework the film because there's some parts in it that just don't make sense and don't add up. And I mean, especially the end credit scenes, which we'll get into. Um, here's a trailer for Morbius and you've probably seen it like 1800 times because it's been delayed seven times. It was my favorite movie of 2021. (laughs) Michael, I've known you since you were a child. You have a gift. You always have. If there's an answer to the disease, you'll find it. should have died years ago. Why am I still here if not to fix this? I have a rare blood disease and I'm running out of time. This could be my last chance. You're up to something. What is it? That's not exactly legal. I want to see you get hurt more than you already have. This would be a cure. At what cost? Blood. 
be allowed to go. Go fix something that's broken. Until the remedy... is worse than the disease. Michael Morbius. Got tired of doing the whole good guy thing, huh? What's up, Doc? Morbius is uh, a film about a biochemist who suffers from a rare blood disease and he makes it his life mission to find the cure. While he's doing this life mission, he decides to use vampire bats as a Catalyst. idea. I, I guess. I don't know. Um, in the comics, it's basically the same thing. Michael Morbius is dying from a blur, rare blood disease. He injects himself with some sort of bat, vampire bat serum, which turns him into a living vampire. And he needs to feed on humans to survive. Hey, Ryan, and why he, is it living vampire? Uh, because the Comics Code Authority would not allow dead things in comics at that time. Hey, so Ryan, they had to make... is, is the Comic Code's Authority bullshit? Very much so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... I think the casting is good. I, I'm i not talking about the performance. I think Jared Leto does look like Morbius. Um, but it's... I don't know. There's sometimes watching the film i thought the cgi looked really cool and then other times it just did not look great and i i'm also kind of getting over and this is me personally is why don't i want to put prosthetics on them why did they have to be cgi mm-hmm. you know um matt smith's face and jared leto's face why do they have to be cgi uh, look, it's just they look generic they don't have like a unique identity about them when they're just slapping on a cgi masking like it 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 doesn't feel it feels less cool than it could be like ryan is is morbius in the comics like is does it have horror elements tied to it or is it kind of just this tone uh no i mean it is somewhat similar but it's he always i mean morbius is pretty much an anti-hero where he is a bad guy sometimes and other times i mean he's teamed up with spider-man before i mean my favorite morbius story is he bites spider-man and it makes spider-man hallucinate uh what's going on around him um i want to see that my so guess it's, is it's a uh, cool story with the makeup it's um they're in a rush to make like start shooting these so quickly that I, i'm guessing leaving the makeup to cgi just gives them the freedom to be like hey we don't have to like decide on a look for him right now, we can just start shooting mm. and then figure You're it probably out. Probably right. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think Matt Smith is fun in the movie, um, but th- the rules are really loosey goosey. You know, mm-hmm. you said before, um, like it feels so heavily edited. Like, yeah, it just feels like there's scenes missing, and it doesn't match the trailer most of the time. Um, like that whole scene where he goes to the bank vault to create his like new lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, why did he sense like he he's in the coffee shop or whatever, and then he senses like those two guys like doing a counterfeit bill deal, and then like that leads him to find a new layer. Like, I know, and it doesn't make any sense. Why are they going to that lady and she says, "I don't want it," and they give her a bunch of fake money, 
and they say, oh, you're going to take this money. And she takes and it. And I thought he's going to go there to, you know, beat them up to be a hero. Be a, you can't make this lady take counterfeit money, but no, that he, he just goes there to find their lair. <laughs> and on the way, he takes a detour and grabs a couple blood bag, bags from some uh, EMS guys who happen to be like along the route. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it, it goes back to, yeah, to the, the abandoned bank vault or whatever thing they go to where they're counterfeiting all the money. And then he mm-hmm. beats all them up. And it's not even like for heroic purposes. It's just to get a layer. Like, really? Like, you can just go to an empty warehouse and avoided all this? Yeah. And so he can fly, but he doesn't jump off the building when the cops are chasing him. <laughs> You know, thing too is like seventy percent of the movie was him just exploring his powers. Yeah, like oh, I can do this now, cool. Oh, I can do this now, cool. And that's where I I felt like it was the early two thousands. You know, um, there's the sense of wonderment of him having these powers, and I don't know, I didn't feel it. And Um, none of them build to the climax. Like he just finds a new power to like to defeat Matt Smith at the very end. Like it's not know, like then, any of those contributed to him, you know, learning anything to defeat him. It's just like, cool. I discovered this thing at the right moment at the end. And I, so how did he turn that one lady into a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. That reminded me of Venom. Uh, Let there be carnage where like that one cop. Oh, what happened? He got shot and then just disappeared from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she gets, no, he gets. Oh, what happened to that cop? I can't remember. It's so forgettable. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, she yeah she wakes up and then it's it's like the same vibe. Like the movie ends and there's like two post credits credit scenes that don't address her. Yeah, because the ending seemed really anticlimactic. I guess anticlimactic and rushed. Like it, it literally like it wraps it up super quick, and then the final shots are her coming back as a vampire, him flying. It's just like, wait, we're not gonna like address anything like from an emotional stake standpoint. Like you, you tried to go for an emotional ending with fighting Matt Smith and you completely botched that. And then you're just going to show a quick montage that's poorly put together to wrap this sucker up. Like it's, it just felt like it just, it just felt like just like doing your homework super quick and not caring about the answers being correct. Just as you can say, you turned it in. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I liked the, alien kind of hunt on the boat i thought was cool Mm -hmm, um and i mean there is moments in it they go okay i see the idea but then i still didn't understand because didn't he say at the beginning he can't use the fake blood that he designed anymore he has to use real blood but then he keeps using the like synthetic blood the more he uses it he gets like he adapts to it so eventually he's going to like build up a tolerance to it so that's when he has to switch over to real blood. But then, uh, yeah, okay. And then how long was he in jail for? I don't understand. Uh, 30, 30, 30 seconds, because why not? Well, they already had him in, like, you know, jail clothes and enough time for his lawyer, Matt Smith, to show up to show that he's now a vampire and took the serum. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense what, I mean, Matt Smith turned on him because he thinks he deserves a cure after his friends like, Hey man, you probably shouldn't take this. It's not safe. If that was my best friend, like Brad, if you told me not to take something, cause it's not safe. I go, 
you know what? I'm going to trust him for a few, few days. But guys, he'd been bullied so much all of his life. He was really desperate mm. to the point where he'd mm. ignore advice like that. And I love but, that everybody aged, but Jared Harris. <laughs> what? what also, which, by, by the way, also, I have to ask this from terms of Matt Smith's character. I don't, I don't know who is, what his name is. I can't remember his name. I don't care. Like, is he like some kind of like crime Lord or something, Ryan, in these comics? I I'm trying to I've, struggle like how he got it. By the way, Matt Smith's character had two names, Milo and a real name. <laughs> Lucian, yeah, like I don't know why they gave him a second name. I just, I just kept on thinking of Underworld every time they said his name, (laughs) (laughs) Lycan. But yeah, for most of the movie, I thought it took place over maybe a couple months because you know they were out to sea at one point and Mm -hmm. uh, had you know in in international waters. But literally, I think two scenes before the end, he's uh, uh, Morbius is on top of is on the rooftop with what's her name, and he says like this has been a crazy week or something. I was like, yep. wow, this all happened in a couple of days? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what was going on. And, and then the end credit scenes, like you, you knew the Vulture was going to be in it. And I get that he was pulled in there by Doctor Strange's spell, but he's the only one who doesn't go back because at the end of No Way Home, yeah. Venom gets sucked back. And all the and while he's there, he's, he's able to replicate his vulture costume exactly the same. I don't know what's going on. And why does he want to team up with Dr. Morbius? Like after homecoming, it seemed like he was kind of like, yeah, I got beat by Spider-Man, but you know, I want to do good things and do things for my family. And I'd imagine that him being pulled in this multiverse, he doesn't want to stay here. His family's in the other realm. So yeah. like, if that's what's important to him, why is he still here? It almost seems like, I, and I did read that they changed a lot of it because of Spider-Man, yeah. but it seems to me that Sony is dead set on making a Sinister Six movie, no matter what. So you have Venom, Vulture, Morbius, Craven's coming up, and I guess Madam Web that they're also developing. So they're not going to use Doc Ock and Green Goblin? N- no, you don't want to use the real people that have been in the Sinister Six, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the vulture has been, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what they're trying to do. It doesn't make any sense. It feels a lot like the end of uh, amazing Spider-Man too, where it's, Hey, look at all these cool villain things we have that could lead to something. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it's, this is a Sony movie, so it's not really like connected to Marvel. I mean, it's connected to Marvel, but like the, the feeling of just like with all the stuff I've seen in the past year and a half, teasing the multiverse like is the multiverse just a backdrop we're going to deal with or is it actual plot point to something like thanos because i'm getting frustrated that you know it's been this long and i'm I'm not sure what you know what i'm supposed to get out of this yeah i have a feeling uh doc strange will probably address a lot of it and uh yeah because i'm guessing kang will show up in guardians of the galaxy um, I mean, he's kind of already been in Loki. Yeah. And we, we know Loki is the reason why the multiverse is all fucked up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like, uh, in the last, uh, the first four phases, you already knew Thanos was coming. So right. I don't know what they're building to. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I think the actual MCU movies are still really good. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm, 
I, I sound like a broke rec- record because uh, I've been saying this like on every episode Marvel we do, but it's just like, I just don't know where this is all going. Like it's just yeah. so unclear. And I saw that interview where um, like one of the Rooster brothers said that there's a, there's a plan, but there's not really a plan. You know, they like, they leave it malleable yeah. because they want to be able to adapt to the different movies, like throwing curveballs. But um, yeah, it's just weird because we, like we knew no matter what happened, like we were headed towards Thanos and the infinity stones. And now it's just like, well, there's a multiverse, but uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a backdrop or if it's, you know, actually like, you know, kind of like a character that we need to deal with. Yeah. I don't know. I do uh, not Russell know. says, yeah, Russell, it's not an MCU movie. It's technically a Sony movie because they hold half the rights to Spider-Man. Is that right, Ryan? Uh, well, they actually own all the rights to Spider-Man and all his characters. Right. Um, so basically Sony lends Spider-Man to Marvel to be in the MCU. And that's why, um, you know, his villains have been the vulture, which I guess now is part of Sony and, um, Mysterio, but I still think there's some intricacies to the contract. We don't know. Um, and that's why, you know, Sony maybe behind the scenes says, Oh yeah, you can have, you know, Peter Parker, but we want to use the vulture at some point. And, um, and I think that's too, why the Spider-Man video games are only on Sony systems. Because I actually think that's part of the deal that no one knows because it doesn't make sense why they're only on Sony systems. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot to it, but yeah, I mean, technically it is, it's called the Marvel universe of Marvel Spider-Man universe or Marvel universe of Spider-Man characters. Sony's Spider-Man Marvel. I forget what it's called. It's confusing, but so yeah, anything that debuted in a Spider-Man comic book is technically owned by Sony. So, um, yeah, they have to get permission. Marvel does if they want to use any of it. So you're saying that the Falcon won't team up with Spider Ham anytime soon? No. Russell says, "Oh, that's why the movie is shit." (laughs) (laughs) Spot on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to watch it again. Like, there's, I don't know. I mean, I I actually bought Venom. Uh, let there be carnage on blu-ray because it's had a steelbook edition but man i'm really struggling to like look forward to morbius on, on a steelbook <laughs> it's like I yeah really i don't mean want i did it. the same thing because the let there be carnage steelbook was awesome yeah so if if the design for it's cool i'll i'll, I'll suffer through it i guess i did enjoy the titles for this movie like it, yeah. the neon demon look for the the titles like that that was probably the best part for me yeah yep and it cool. didn't have like a morbius <laughs> m&m song that's my favorite part of the movie (laughs) morbius 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 um sweet a pop song not a rap song (laughs) here is the big movie story of the week it's real news what do you got right what ryan got it no go ahead oh i've got it well i've got um uh, I've got the. I, th- I think we all were wanting to know about one of the biggest upsets in film history and how it's turned out. Um, as we all know, 
the Cohen brothers split up. Not really. They're still brothers. Uh, more uh, brother stuff. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, we could do that or we could talk about the, uh, we could talk about the Will Smith slap again. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> Take your pick. I'm outside. I can't hear you. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, Ryan, um, Joel went off and did tragedy of Macbeth with Denzel Washington, as you know, and now Ethan Cohen has decided he's going to get sole directing credit this time. This will be the first time he's ever had sole directing credit as he is developing a lesbian road trip movie um, that will be handled by Focus Features and Working Title. Uh, the plot of the film as it stands, because it's apparently an idea that's been developing since the 90s with director Alice Manders, says the story centers around a party girl who takes a trip from Philadelphia to Miami with her buttoned down friend. Cruising bars ensues, as does the potpourri of a severed head in a hat box, a bitter ex-girlfriend, a mystery briefcase and an evil senator. Um, I'm intrigued to say the least it's supposed to be an homage to russ meyer films like faster pussycat kill 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 beyond the valley of the dolls etc um i don't know i mean uh if it's anything like watching joel on his own i'm very interested to see what happens when ethan steps onto his own little territory ryan does this sound like an idea that intrigues you (laughs) i mean i'll i'll see anything they make i'm down yeah no i'm i'm they haven't really let me down i can't think of a cohen movie where i go fuck these guys i'm not gonna watch anything else they've done yeah not ever again you still need to see Macbeth. like you'll love it when you do yeah um, too bad it's on apple tv yeah i mean well like did you did you finally get rid of the subscription well yeah because i stopped being free well you can share the one that my dad got because we're saving it for killers of the flower moon so <laughs> okay. yes we are Chances um, are they'll probably give you another one I know. Well, uh, when I get my new iPhone, I'm sure I'll get a free year again. You can finally watch Ted Lasso like you promised. Yep, I will. Because you recommended it, not because Corinne did. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's the big news story. (laughs) Is the Hollywood comeback. Morbius sank its teeth into the box office this week and sucked out $39 million. I ran out of vampire analogies. Yeah, you call them teeth and not fangs, too, which is weird. I know. That's really stupid. Hey, you think I don't like horror movies or something? Get, get your head in the game, man. Don't bring that joke out into the sunlight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, $39 yeah. Million, which is, you know, whatever. They, it's uh, only cost seventy five million to make, so I mean it doesn't need to make Batman or Spider Man money. Um, yeah, lending, and, lending more credence to the feeling that this is just like an excuse to get Morbius. Like, hey, we just need to get this guy into the universe so that we can, yeah, you know, have him do other stuff. So I agree, and uh, yeah, and then the the rest of the films down there. Number two was the Lost City, followed by the Batman. And the Batman's over 800 million now worldwide. So we have another Batman box office hit. I know you guys are surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like it might actually reach 400 million domestic by the end of its run. So that's kind of nice, but it'll still be like the, the third highest 
grossing Batman. So I still think it's a win. It's three hour long serial killer movie that yeah. um, isn't really a kid's Batman movie. So and doesn't have I a ton of action it, sequences. So, yeah. Yeah. And you I mean, it, my kid loves to, I took my kid to see Morbius. I'm not taking him to see uh, the Batman. I don't think. Um, I think Laura would have an issue with that. Yeah, but it's got puzzles. He might. He likes puzzles. <laughs> um, you know what? It's out uh, when it comes out on uh, Ultra HD. Of course, I'll be getting it, and then he can watch it then and see if it's too scary for him. You, you know, it, he, Brad's right. It's got puzzles, and it's got a penguin in it. You know, and kids like penguins, right? Yeah, yeah, they enjoy penguins like Happy Feet. You know. I wonder if the nerds sent anything in this week. Let's find out. Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. This week at the Esquire, the late night movie is House from 1977. Friday and Saturday, April 8th and 9th at 10 p.m. now. Uh, the Esquire Midnight's has been rebranded from why I was calling late nights to officially Cine Insomnia. So check that out, House, April 8th and 9th at 10 p.m. at the Esquire this week. And in case this episode doesn't get up online timely enough, um, next week after that is Cats from 2019, April 15th and 16th. So, oof, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that one again. Um, and then also going around on around town is, uh, I think I got an email that says Starfest Denver which is taking place May 13th through the 15th this year uh, after a two-year hiatus due to obvious reasons. Um, this might be the last con for them uh, after 45 years. Um, it's taking place at the Hyatt Regency this year and not the Marriott. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a troubling development. Um, hopefully it's just an April Fool's prank that got delayed. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to... I've inquired, and I'm hoping to hear back, but um, so far, if that email is true, uh, definitely, if, if you love Starfest, make uh, make the uh, plans to attend that for the last time. Uh, I know I will. So that's what's going on around town. Wow, Corinne. Great choice on a movie. I have no idea if she's sending anything. I just preemptively calling her out. Yeah, I'm if she just... doesn't, I'll cut it out. Aww. I'm just I'm just ashamed of myself for sending in an entry where I pantomime the entire thing. It seems to go against the idea of podcasting. So. Yeah, that's a dumb yeah. move. <laughs> you, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I, I, you dumb bastard. <laughs> Sco- Scooter is, is a, a salesman. You know what? <laughs> there is there no Easter no bunny. bunny. Over there, that's just a guy in a suit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I called in about, uh, a lot of new stuff in the Denver film area. So yeah, Starfest is going away. That sucks. What? Yeah. I got an email last night and like, I figured like, Oh, this is maybe like a four day late prank. Um, mm-hmm. but no one has gotten back to me about it. So I'm going to assume it's still, it's a, it's a true thing, but, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to get that out there cause I know Russell's on there and he and I, and our, our friend Roger, um, you know, that was our, our thing to do in the nineties, um, as nerds was go to Starfest, and they didn't get an explanation why, I, I don't know if it's like budget or just trouble booking people or mm. booking hotels, but 
it just said like after 45 years we're done uh it's been a yeah. possible so. that, is it possible that fan expo and their acquisition of the comic-con is kind of like muscled in a little bit i mean maybe they feel like they can't compete i, I get that but i felt like it was still very you know it, they expanded beyond Star Trek in the past 20 years a lot, you know, they incorporated like Harry Potter, um, obviously always had Star Wars, but like Doctor Who, all that. Right. Whereas Fan Expo kind of has everything, including comics and even F- Star Fest, like had their own like mini comics fest. So oh, yeah, I remember going to the uh, hotel across the street. Yeah. Or parking lot, I guess it was. But, you know, I, I think uh, Star Fest was mostly family run or at least a close friend run. So, mm-hmm. or is fan expo, you know, is a national business. So yeah. maybe it's just, you know, after two years off, just feeling the fatigue of doing this for so long, I hope I was maybe just like a rash thing that they're doing. And, you know, after this one, you know, hopefully it's successful. And then they go like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we're a bit, being a bit too hasty. Let's uh, let's keep doing this. So, um, but now it's, it's like I feel like I have to do everything I've never done there now. So, um, you know, probably have to rent that room and stay all three days this time because could be the last one. I don't know, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bummer because uh, a, lot, a lot of great m- memories there. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of uh, uh, rare action figures there. In fact, I'm looking at one right now. I have a uh, Green Goblin unmasked, which is a Marvel Legends. It's really hard to find that I picked up there. Yeah, I think that's one of our first Instagram posts was a picture of you finding that. Yep. Super stoked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Brent Spiner and uh, Jonathan Frakes will be at this one. So it's a pretty good uh, Star Ooh. Trek um, offering. Because uh, I've never actually seen those guys there before. So, uh, and Terry nice. Farrell from DS9. Um, yeah. So, so I dropped um, it in there. Yeah, no, totally. Um, next week. Our movie of the week is everything. What has? God, I can't we fuck this up? I everything, everything everywhere at once. Thank you. That's our film of the week. Um. So yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, because I the 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 dude who played Short Round is it's his first movie in something like fifteen years or something like that. Nice, nice. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I know. I'm really excited. I did double check that it is playing at all the Alamos. So we'll definitely be able to see it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's a movie I saw the trailer for and I wanted to see right away. Yeah. So until next, until next week, thank you everybody who joined us on Twitch, Russell. And um, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. 
Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.